I'm Richard Scase, Chair of the Canterbury Society. Well, at long last, it seems as though uh, the stringent lockdowns which we've experienced over the last year, the end now appears to be in sight. If the vaccination programme is successful in the future as it has been in the past, that quite remarkable achievement of more than 16 million people now having been vaccinated, and if the lockdown is successful as it appears to have been, then indeed the light seems to be at the end of the tunnel. Um, I suppose one aspect of the um, the virus, COVID-19, is that it's the Kent variant that seems to be causing, seems to be highly contagious. And I suppose that's not very good for the brand of the county, that now Kent, the county is now well known, not because of being the Garden of England, not because of Canterbury Cathedral, but because of having a variant that is linked to COVID-19. I hope we can now think about some of the legacies uh, of the lockdowns and of COVID-19, fingers crossed, of course, and looking at it from a personal point of view and maybe from a somewhat trivial point of view, I mean, some of the legacies which I look forward to is that personal social distance will be revised, that uh, we will not be as close to each other, uh, that we'll respect each other's personal space to a far greater extent when we're standing in queues so that people don't cough and splutter over us. I'm looking forward to a situation also uh, when we don't shake hands anymore. We'll stop shaking hands and let's hope that continues because I think it's a very unhygienic activity. I've seen enough men coming out of loos, going straight out of the loos without washing my ha- without washing their hands uh, to make me realise this is a very unhygienic practice. And the practice in in the Eastern, in the Asian countries, where this is not applauded or encouraged, is a much better way of greeting and saying uh, goodbye to people. I hope also that uh, we've seen the end of overcrowded bars where you can't get served uh, in bars and pubs because men are crowding over the bar, propping up the bar, and you can't get served. I I think that um, overcrowded bars could be a thing of the past. So we can all think of all kinds of personal outcomes uh, of the of the the ending of the coronavirus, uh, which I think will make life much more enjoyable, well, not much more enjoyable, but more pleasant for us um, compared with how it used to be. Of course, there's there's a much more worrying legacy of COVID-19 and the lockdowns, which, of course, is what is going to be the consequence uh, for our high streets. I walked around Canterbury City Centre last week, and it really is very depressing to look at the number of shops uh, that are vacant. Uh, Clearly, where traders, small traders, have realised that um, the future is so uncertain and that they're losing trade now on a permanent basis, it is no longer viable to continue. And this is worrying, I think, for the future of Canterbury as a shopping destination. As a regional shopping destination, you must have, you have to have flagship stores. And I suppose we have, um, after the cathedral, of course, uh, we have um, Phoenix and we have um, also, we have Primark. But other than that, we don't really have major flagship stores. And it's those that draw people in to towns and city centres And then as a result of that, smaller businesses thrive and take advantage of it in terms of an increase in footfall. Um, It's it's depressing to think of the future of Canterbury in terms of its future uh, as a shopping destination. But I hope I'm wrong um, because so much effort goes into making Canterbury such an attractive place to visit um, and therefore to become an attractive and to be attractive place 
for shopping. Turning to the Canterbury Society specifically, there are two major events in our calendar. One is the climate emergency event on the 24th of February at 7 o'clock. That's a Zoom event when a number of um, key speakers will be talking about what can Canterbury do? What can the council do? What can other stakeholders do to improve the climate, uh, quality of air, pollution, congestion in our city to make it a much more pleasant and enjoyable place to live, particularly in view of the fact that the population of the um, Canterbury area is going to increase very significantly, according to the planners, up to 2040. And so we really must have a master plan in terms of how we manage um, congestion, how we manage air quality over the next 20 years. And Canterbury Society is taking a leading role in organising this event around which lots of these issues will be discussed. After the climate change event, we have another indeed very contrasting kind of event on the 23rd of April, 23rd of April at seven o'clock, when Jan Powell and John Walker will be talking about their project, which is looking at the future of cathedral cities and how they confront the issues of urban growth. So how do you bring together, on the one hand, protecting the heritage of cathedral cities and at the same time encourage urban growth? How do these contradictory forces, um, how can they be managed to a very successful uh, uh, and, and meaningful way? And so that event, Jan Pearl, John Walker, 20, uh, 13th of April, 7 o'clock. And that's also a Zoom meeting. Um, please register via our website. Our website, of course, is canterburysociety.org.uk. Uh, register on the website or alternatively, alternatively um, register uh, um, by emailing me, richardscase at canterburysociety.org.uk. Well, I'm Richard Scase. I'm chair of the Canterbury Society. May I wish you a good week ahead, good two weeks ahead, good month ahead, and let's hope we are coming to the end now of the constraints that we've been living under because of the impact of COVID-19.